Our reading today is from the book of Luke, chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. Listen for the word of God. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words, and she pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now, your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her, who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The word of the Lord. You may be seated. I know a couple who, after raising their children, were given the opportunity to adopt siblings who needed a loving home. I do not know the details of that initial conversation, but I expect it involved at least one question that might have been similar to Mary's question of how can this be? I imagine they were much perplexed and spent many hours pondering what this encounter was inviting of them. Will they be able to make the profound movement that we witness Mary make in today's text when she goes from asking, how can this be, to eventually saying, let it be with me? This movement seems like a leap in just a few short verses. Mary unexpectedly is greeted by an angel. I've tried to imagine what Mary was doing when Gabriel appeared, since we can only infer that she was alone somewhere in Nazareth. Was she home? Was she praying? What was she doing? But then it occurred to me that maybe Luke doesn't offer any additional information because he really doesn't matter. We don't need to know what Mary was doing to know that her life will be forever changed. By the end of her encounter with Gabriel, Mary will be on a new path, a path devoid of signposts or mentors that help navigate her way. This path will be unlike any she or anyone could have ever imagined. And yet, by the end of this short passage, she will be saying, let it be with me. After hearing that she will bear a son whom she will name Jesus and who will be called the Son of the Most High, the only question that Mary asks 
is how can this be with me since I am a virgin? As one of our members wrote this week in their Advent devotion that we share, I think that I would have had a few more questions for Gabriel. Not just how, but what and when and why. Mary's question may sound a little familiar to you. Earlier in the chapter here in Luke, when Gabriel appeared to Zechariah to share the news that his wife Elizabeth would bear a son whom they would name John, Zechariah's question to Gabriel was, how will I know that this is so? Sounds similar, right? But when Zechariah asks, how will I know that this is so? He becomes mute, unable to speak until all that was foretold to him occurs. While Mary asks, how can this be? And she's praised. Aren't they both questioning? Mary is often portrayed as meek and mild, but I see great strength and courageous trust. Jan Richardson says Mary offers her yes, not of weakness, but of a daring strength within her and a stunning grace that shows up to sustain her. Mary's response to Gabriel was an act of radical surrender as she gave her audacious yes, full of trust, in the midst of her anxious perplexity. Mary's perplexity must have involved a wide range of emotions. She must have felt alone and yet utterly one with God. By saying yes, she must have realized she would live a life unlike anyone who had come before or will ever come after. How many times in her life will she feel isolated? And yet, in the moment of the words coming off of her tongue, let it be with me, she must have experienced unprecedented oneness with God. The union with God, which we all yearn for, Mary must have experienced with fullness beyond our imagining. We are all on a journey towards union with God. This journey travels through Advent, both the season of Advent that marks the beginning of the church year and those seasons of Advent in our lives that are filled with waiting. Even in the midst of our waiting, we experience glimpses of that union. It is during those glimpses that we are able to move from how can this be to let it be with me. As I think about this couple who were invited to adopt, I wonder how long it took them to move from how can it be to let it be. They must have known that by saying yes, their lives would be forever changed. Did they fully understand what they were agreeing to when they said yes? Like each of our stories, there is more to their story than outsiders can see. This couple had been foster parents to these boys several years before. God had planted seeds, nurtured them, and the fruits of which were becoming visible. Will their journey of adoption be an easy one? No. By saying yes, they will become parents to children who have unfortunately experienced abuse that has left them with physical and emotional marks that will certainly result in struggles for their whole family. Was Mary's road 
an easy one. No. By saying yes, she lived a life that brought her immense joy for witnessing the birth of Jesus and the countless miracles he performed, but that also brought unimaginable pain as she watched her son be beaten and die on the cross. The adoption journey for this couple has already brought enormous joy by watching these boys experience unconditional love, but has also brought unthinkable pain as they work through the repercussions of years of abuse. With all the joys and the sorrows, I believe that this couple would describe their being asked to adopt as an encounter with an angel. When we say yes to God, we do not expect our path to only be filled with joy. When we say yes, we are trusting God is with us in the joys, in the sorrows, and everywhere in between. On this last day of Advent, as we anticipate the celebration of Christ's birth this evening, we continue living in hope and peace and joy and love. As we wait for Christ's second coming, complete union with God. You know, it may be this movement from how can it be to let it be with me wasn't as huge a leap for Mary as I originally thought. I've come to recognize that Zachariah and Mary's questions weren't really that similar after all. Zachariah's question, how will I know that it is so, is asked from a place of doubting that what Gabriel is saying is possible. While Mary's question, how can this be, is already acknowledging that it is possible. Mary is coming from a place of trust, not doubt. Her response was simply a clarifying question, not a hesitation. We aren't told how long Gabriel is with Mary. We don't know if she was able to quickly move from how can this be to let it be, or if they sat together in prolonged silence as she pondered. Whatever amount of time passed, I sense the transformation that took place involved Mary seeing herself more fully as God sees her, as a beloved child of God. Upon this seeing, Mary was able to embrace her role for herself and for all humanity. What will happen when we begin seeing ourselves as God sees us? For Mary, it changed everything. Like Mary, we are often called to do things that involve the unknown. We can either play it safe and cling to the security of the known, or we can say yes and embrace the unknown that God is calling us to explore while still full of anxious perplexity. Saying yes doesn't require full understanding, but it does require making ourselves vulnerable and leaning in with our arms wide open. It requires humble trust and obedient service. It requires faith, but not certainty. Meek and mild. Maybe those are good adjectives for Mary, in addition with to strong and courageous. A synonym for meek is humble, and Mary's audacious yes was also filled with humility. A humble person knows that they aren't everything, nor are they nothing.
Mary must have had a healthy enough view of herself to trust that God chose her, while also recognizing that this really wasn't about her. It is about the Son of the Most High. It is about the one whose kingdom, of whose kingdom there will be no end. To use a phrase from our commissioning liturgy, it is about Mary saying and believing deep within, I will with God's help. Mary recognizes God is the one in control, but she must still do her part. She must offer this radical surrender to humbly respond, let it be with me. But even her surrender is possible because of God. God's love is the only reason Mary or any of us are ever able to say, let it be with me. Gabriel may not greet us, but we all have our moments. Moments where God clearly presents an opportunity. And then we have the choice to surrender or to cling. What have you been pondering lately? Is there an area of your life where you have been waiting for full understanding? Could God be calling you to trust while still perplexed? Are you ready to move from how can this be to let it be with me? Are we as a congregation ready to move from how can this be to let it be with us? If we truly believe that nothing is impossible with God, that all things are possible, then we can freely respond like Mary with authenticity and vulnerability and each say for ourselves, here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. May it be so today and every day. Amen.